Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to episode four of the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve I want to welcome you to this episode where we'll be discussing a very important topic. It's the topic of learning to be happy by yourself. A quick recap of the last episode. Um, We introduced you to the first two legs of a three-legged stool, that stool being what you should be focusing on after your spouse has dropped the divorce bomb on you by telling you that they want out of the marriage. If you remember, the first leg of that stool was to recapture the life that you had before you knew your spouse. Some anti-divorce authors and experts refer to it as getting a life. The second leg of that stool was focusing on self-improvement. After getting the divorce bomb dropped on you, You should really be taking the opportunity to take a long, hard look at yourself, finding areas that you can improve yourself on and becoming the best you that you can be. And today we'll be discussing the third leg of that stool, which again, I refer to as learning to be happy by yourself. Some anti-divorce authors and experts refer to this as emotional detachment or self-differentiation. And in fact, I'd like to invite you to learn more about this topic to Google self-differentiation in marriage. I think the information that you'll find there will be very beneficial to you. As we said in the last podcast, you really have an opportunity here after your spouse has dropped the divorce bomb, said they no longer want to be in the marriage, A lot of us get lost, not sure what to do, not sure what to focus on. And so we've spent the first four episodes of this podcast really focusing on what you should be focusing on after the divorce bomb gets dropped on you. And really one of the most important things that you can do is to take this opportunity to learn to be happy by yourself. As we mentioned in episode three, when we talked about recapturing the life you had before your spouse, so many of us that meet our spouse, date our spouse, get married to our spouse, we kind of lose ourselves in that marriage. We are no longer the person that we were when our spouse first met us. And one of the things that we really kind of have a weakness on is that we become codependent on our spouse. In other words, we're too dependent on them for what makes up our life and our happiness. 
Now, obviously, when you meet somebody and fall in love and get married to them, you're combining your life with that person. However, I submit to you that it is really, really important in order to make a successful marriage for two differentiated individuals to come together to form that marital bond. Once you become overtly dependent on your spouse or codependent, you put a lot of pressure on your spouse. In fact, I can't think of anything more unfair in life than for somebody to tell another person, either verbally or through action, hey, I am putting my happiness in your hands. It's up to you to make me happy. And one of the things that the, this opportunity that's been presented to you is to really take a step back from that and say, am I doing enough to find my own happiness? Am I taking responsibility for my own well-being and my own happiness? Or am I relying too heavily on my spouse for that happiness? And so it really is important to think about that, to really consider it, and to really ask yourself, is it really your spouse's responsibility to make you happy? Now, I think it's really important to point out that your spouse has their own happiness to consider. They have their own happiness that is their responsibility. One of the things that helped me so much in my situation was that I found an anti-divorce expert who really give, gave me a, a good perspective on what my wife's motivation was for telling me she no longer wanted to be married. Of course, I was devastated like you listening probably were when you heard similar words from your spouse. But this anti-divorce expert who um, luckily I was able to communicate with pointed out to me that all my wife was doing was trying to be happy. And that really gave me a good perspective on her point of view that this wasn't necessarily about me. It was more about her. It was more about her looking at her situation, looking at the marriage from her perspective and realizing that her happiness was her own responsibility. Now, as I pointed out in past podcasts, I was a terrible husband. And so one of the probably benefits for me was that I had a lot of improvement that I could make in order to, if given enough time, help her see that she, in fact, could find happiness by remaining married to me. But even if she had decided that the only way that she was going to be happy was to end the marriage, one of the things that I learned through my study and through my research after she dropped the divorce bomb on me was that my happiness 
was not her responsibility. My happiness was my responsibility. And so even though she was making a decision that was not what I wanted, I had really two choices. I could allow that decision to make me miserable or I could buck up and realize that my happiness was nobody else's responsibility but my own. And so you're sitting out there, I presume coming to this podcast because you too have had the divorce bomb dropped on you. And you're so wrapped up in thinking that your happiness requires that your marriage continue. And I submit to you that you can find happiness by yourself. You can become healthily, emotionally detached. You can self-differentiate yourself from being your spouse's spouse. And you can find happiness in a new life, either with them or without them. Now, I want to take a couple minutes here to, to really kind of hammer home the point that I just made. One thing that I learned after my wife told me she no longer wanted to be married to me was that my marriage as I knew it was over. I could not go back to the marriage that I had. It was not an option. And in fact, looking back on it, it wasn't an option that I would even have wanted. Because truth be told, I was pretty miserable in our marriage as well. So what did I want? What were my options? Well, my options were to realize that my life was going to change. And I could either be miserable or I could be happy. And I wanted to choose after doing all the research and all of the reading and all of the listening to information on the internet and watching videos, I, I realized that I wanted to be happy, that I wanted to make that choice. So I was going to be happy no matter what my wife chose. And to go along with that, as I said, the marriage was over as we knew it. And so we were either going to forge ahead getting a divorce or we were going to forge ahead in what some refer to as marriage 2.0. It was going to be a new marriage one way or the other. If I was ever going to be married again from that point forward, it was either going to be a new marriage with her or a new marriage with somebody else. But the point is I was going to be happy either way. And really that's what going out and recapturing the life you had before your spouse and self-improving is all about. When you focus on those activities, you'll realize that you're going to be okay. That your life is going to go on. That you will recapture the happiness that you want in your life, whether your spouse decides to divorce you or to forge a new marriage from that point forward with you.
Now, the other thing that detachment does or, or self-differentiation or finding happiness by yourself is it has a profound effect on your walkaway spouse. You see, your walkaway spouse expects you to be miserable. They, it, they expect you to be sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, pining for them. In fact, many, many walkaway spouses see that as a measure of, of control that they have over their left-behind spouse. And so when you recapture the life that you had before you knew them, when you make positive changes to yourself, and when you show that you're going to be happy no matter what, that sometimes causes the walkaway spouse to take a step back and to think, wow, they're not reacting the way that I expected them to react. I expected them to cry, to be sad, to mope, to beg, to reason with me, to, to you know, start sharing with me all these reasons that I'm making the wrong choice, to tell me that this is going to have a devastating impact on the kids, and on and on and on. And so sometimes when you get really good at being happy by yourself, the walkaway spouse will start to question whether or not they're making the right choice. Now again, just like I've said before with, with some of these other things that you should be focusing on, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to save your marriage. Nothing guarantees that because you have no control over the choice that your spouse makes. But when you take this step to show that you're going to be happy no matter what the outcome is, that will sometimes cause your spouse to wonder why they don't have the power over you that they thought they did. And it will cause them to question the decision that they're making. I think the best way to look at this is the opposite way, right? When you get the divorce bomb dropped on you and you do all of the wrong things, you beg, you plead, you cry, you reason, when you put pressure on them, when you, can, when you start pursuing them like you did when you were first dating, you, they're expecting that. And usually that confirms to them, at least in their own mind, that they're making the right choice. But when you do the counterintuitive, when you do what they're not expecting, their curiosity is piqued and they'll take a step back and wonder why you're not behaving the way that they think you should. Now we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to continue this discussion on learning to be happy by yourself and hopefully this episode will help you for those of you that have had the divorce bomb dropped on you recently. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to episode four of the Avoiding Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Steve. We're going to continue now our discussion on learning to be happy by yourself. So what does a self-differentiated individual look like? Well, first of all, you have to believe that you can be happy by yourself. Many of you that listen to this will probably be thinking, well, you know, my whole life was this person and our family. And now you're telling me that I need to learn to be happy without this person in my life? And you might think that that's impossible. I can relate. I thought the same thing. And in fact, in the emotional roller coaster that you ride after the divorce bomb has been dropped on you, you will vacillate between feeling that way and then feeling like you're going to be okay and that they're the ones that, that's making the mistake. And it's okay to feel all, that, all those different ways. But one of the things I want to encourage you is to realize that it is possible. It is possible to be happy by yourself. I mentioned in the last podcast that we live in an imperfect world. And in that imperfect world, any number of things could happen. There are literally thousands, if not millions of ways that we can die in this world. And in fact, as I'm recording this podcast, we're in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. And we realize that while the vast majority of people are okay that come down with the coronavirus, that the coronavirus can be deadly. And so when we really step back and look, we live in a world where any one of us are liter could literally be seconds away from our physical death. And so our spouse could be taken away from us by death at any moment. Our spouse could be involved in a health scare or a accident where their life and their, their quality of life is greatly reduced. And so to have too much of our happiness wrapped up in this individual is not a healthy way to live when you really think about it. And so we need to make sure that we have our own support system in place should any of this bad stuff in this life occur, including our spouse making the decision to end our marriage. The fact of the matter is you can be happy without being married to this person. And I submit to you your life before you knew your spouse. And the reason that I know that you were probably happy before you met your spouse is because your spouse probably wouldn't have been attracted to an unhappy person. Think about it. If you had met your spouse and you realized that they were a depressed, unhappy individual, would you have pursued a relationship with them? Now, I can't speak for everybody that's listening to this, but I would say the vast majority of us would probably say that no, 
we would not have pursued a relationship with somebody who is depressed or unhappy. And I think that our spouses would also be in that camp, that they too would not be attracted to somebody who was unhappy or depressed. So more than likely, you were a fairly happy person before you met your spouse. And that was one of the things that attracted them to you. So it is possible for you to be happy without your spouse in your life. And that's something that you really have to believe is a possibility. No matter how badly you're feeling right now after they've dropped the divorce bomb on you. But being happy by yourself is something that you also have to realize is your responsibility and nobody else's. We touched on this in the first segment. Really taking your life by the horns and becoming a happy, fulfilled person is really your responsibility. As I mentioned in the first segment, to me, a healthy marriage is two differentiated people coming together. And in fact, I've known a lot of married couples in my, in my life, and very few of them, if any of them, have been exactly like each other have had the exact same likes and dislikes. And, and what a boring existence that would be to be with somebody who was exactly like ourselves. And so you have to really understand that your happiness is your responsibility and that it's okay to like things that your spouse doesn't like and to dislike like things that your spouse likes. That's how you become a happy, healthy, differentiated individual. And then you can be one half of that coin with your spouse. And it's also important to realize that being a healthy individual that's differentiated and emotionally detached, especially in a time like this where your spouse is saying they want out of the marriage, does something very important, and that's remove pressure from your spouse. You see, part of why your spouse may have said that they want out of the marriage is because they feel that responsibility you've put on them to make them happy. I know in my own situation, I did a lot of things wrong. Um, even though I had studied before, and, and, and the reasons for that are the topic of a, of a future podcast, but I had already known some of these tactics for avoiding divorce, these, this three-legged stool that I mentioned before. But one of the things that I did was I broke the rule about starting relationship discussions. And one of the things that I said to my wife was, I don't think that I can make you happy. 
And she said something that was very profound to me, and it really stuck with me through the rest of our situation. And that was, I don't think it's up to you to make me happy. And she even went on to say something about she realized that it was up to her to make herself happy. And so that really re released a lot of pressure on me, even though I was the, the left-behind spouse in our situation. That really released a lot of pressure off of me, this pressure of having to try to make this other person happy. And the other thing that that did was then that left me to figure out how to be happy for myself and it left her how to, to, to figure out how to be happy for herself. And again, this idea of two differentiated, healthy individuals eventually coming together to form a healthy marriage. So we've now spent about 24 minutes in this podcast talking about how to be happy by ourselves. And you might be thinking as a listener, well, what are some practical things that I can do in order to become that? Well, the first thing that I tell you is where you really need to be trying to go in all of this is to get to a place where the words and the actions of your walkaway spouse have no emotional impact on you. And I know you're thinking, well, that's impossible. Remember what I said at the start of this segment. You need to realize that being happy by yourself is possible. And this is a big piece of that. Early in my marriage, I could really send my wife into an emotional spiral just by saying or doing the wrong thing. And in the couple years that led up to our situation where she said she wanted out of the marriage, I could see a shift in that where she had really worked on getting to a place where my words and my actions didn't send her into an emotional spiral. And I can look at that now and I can admire that because if she had been like that from the beginning of our marriage, we probably would have never gotten into a situation where she was so unhappy in our marriage and so concerned about what I thought and what I said and what I did. And so this, this is a powerful dynamic to put into your situation. Because remember, I told you earlier, your spouse, your walkaway spouse expects you to react in certain ways. They expect you to behave in certain ways. And so when they say things that are hurtful, they expect you to be hurt. When they do things that are hurtful, they expect you to be hurt. And when you can come across to them in a differentiated or detached way and say, oh, 
okay. And then go on about your, your activities or your day. Again, that has a very profound effect on your spouse. I often tell people that are going through a situation like this that if, if your spouse came to you, interrupted what you were doing, and said, I just wanted you to know that I had a three-way affair with two other people, and I thought you should know that. If your reaction was, oh, thanks for sharing, and then going back to what you were doing, imagine the, the impact that that has on them. That suddenly their poor choices aren't affecting your happiness. That, that your bad behavior and saying things to them that would normally upset you, or them saying things to you that would normally upset you, think about the impact that has when that no longer has the expected effect on you. You see, all of this is pretty counterintuitive because our first reaction when our spouse drops the divorce bomb on us is to become the super spouse. You know, suddenly we're keeping the house spotless for guys that are pitching in around the house like they never have before. We try to become the perfect Stepford spouse to our, for our spouse so that, you know, they won't want to leave us. And in, the, in most cases, that has the opposite effect on our spouse. Our walkaway spouse often sees that and says, where was that before? It's, a, it's too little too late. In fact, many, many walkaways or left-behind spouses have heard that, those exact words from their spouse. That's too little too late. But when you do that which is counterintuitive, when you recapture that life you had before you knew them, when you start self-improving yourself to become the best person that you can be, when you learn to be happy by yourself, no matter what they say or do, when you re remove all pressure and pursuit from them, it has a very profound effect on them. And as we're wrapping up this episode, I want you to really think about how to get to that place of emotional detachment. To get to that place where no matter what they say and no matter what they do, you don't have an emotional reaction to it. That's difficult. And I understand that. And so I want to leave you with these last words. Fake it until you make it. When they say something that upsets you, you might be screaming inside, but on the outside, show no reaction. It will have a profound effect on them. And it might make positive strides in your situation. Let me leave you with some more words that might help you along those lines. Right now, you can't believe anything your walkaway spouse says. That's right. We have a saying, 
and it goes, believe nothing they say and only half of what they do. This is something that you need to keep in mind when they start saying things that would normally upset you or get you emotionally spiraling. So in closing, do that which is an unintuitive, counterintuitive, and avoid doing what's expected. So go recapture that life you had, improve and become the best that you can be, but most importantly, learn how to be happy by yourself and as always, do everything that you can to avoid divorce. Thank you for listening.